Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 14th of July. According to a new booklet by the Lok Sabha Secretariat, the use of terms like Jumla Jeevi, Bal Buddhi, Covid Spreader, Snoop Gate, and even commonly used words like ashamed, abused, betrayed, corrupt, drama, hypocrisy, and incompetent will henceforth be considered unparliamentary in both Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha, news agencies reported. The booklet listing out unparliamentary words and expressions comes ahead of the monsoon session beginning July 18th, during which the use of words like anarchist, shakuni, dictatorial, tanashah, tanashahi, jaychand, vinashpurush, khalistani and khun se kheti would also be expunged if used during debates or otherwise in both the houses. Apart from this, English words such as disgrace, donkey, drama, eyewash, fudge, hooliganism, hypocrisy, incompetent, mislead, lie and untrue are also prohibited for use in Parliament henceforth. Hindi words such as danga, dalal, dadagiri, dhora charitra, bichara, vishwasghat, samvedanheen, pithu, bheri sarkar will be considered as unparliamentary and would not be included as part of record. However, the Rajya Sabha chairman and the Lok Sabha speaker will have the last word in expunging words and expressions. The new list drew flak from several members of the opposition. Trinamool Congress MP Mahua Moitra took to Twitter and claimed the government had taken all words used by the opposition to describe how BJP was destroying India and banned them. Apart from this, TMC's Derek O'Brien called the ban on words a gag order issues on MPs. He also said that he would use these words. Echoing Moitra's sentiments, Congress leader Jairam Ramesh said that words used to describe the reality of the Narendra Modi government had been blocked, Hindustan Times reported. Senior Congress leader Rahul Gandhi also slammed the move and shared an image on Twitter which redefined the word unparliamentary as words used in discussions and debates which quote-unquote correctly describing the PM's handling of the government and were now banned from being spoken. Patna police have arrested two popular Front of India activists on charges of conspiring and attempting to create religious animosity and promote enmity between two religions, Hindustan Times reported. During a raid, the police had reportedly recovered Islamic extremist documents, posters, flags and pamphlets. Among those arrested are retired police officer of Jharkhand, Mohammad Jalauddin and former member of now-banned Students' Islamic Movement of India, Arthur Parvez, Hindustan Times reported. Parvez's brother had reportedly been jailed between 2001 and 2002 for his alleged connections with bomb blast cases in Bihar after SIMI was banned. Police have said that two accused were teaching locals how to use swords and knives and also instigating them for communal violence. Apart from this, several people from different states visited the duo in Patna. They have been booked under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. While speaking to the Indian Express, Assistant Superintendent of Police Manish Kumar said that the investigations found that Parvez was in constant touch with members of several overseas organizations and was raising foreign funds to carry out anti-India activities. He added that the Enforcement Directorate had been engaged by police to investigate their money trail. Maharashtra Chief Minister Eknath Shinde today announced that the state government decided to cut value-added tax on petrol prices by 5 rupees per litre and diesel by 3 rupees per litre, Hindustan Times reported. After a cabinet meeting at Mantralya, CM Shinde had told reporters that the decision would entail a burden of 6,000 crore rupees on the state exchequer. Deputy CM Devendra Fadnavis said the decision was part of the Shiv Sena BJP government's commitment to people's welfare. 
Calling it a move for the benefit of common citizens, he said that this is our step towards the appeal made by PM Narendra Modi ji. Following the price reduction, petrol price in Mumbai will come down to rupees 106.35 per liter as opposed to the rupees 111.35 per liter. Similarly, diesel price will be cut to rupees 94.28 per liter, down by rupees 3 from the present rupees 97.28 per liter. In Pune, petrol price will be rupees 105.88 per liter, while diesel will be priced as rupees 92.37 one liter. The price of 1 liter of petrol in Thane will come down to rupees 106.49 while diesel price will be reduced to rupees 94.42 per liter. The chief minister's big decision to cut fuel prices comes ahead of the much awaited cabinet expansion which is expected to take place after the presidential polls. Today the Odisha assembly witnessed loud protests over Congress spokesperson Ajay Kumar. This came in the wake of alleged remarks against NDA presidential candidate Draupadi Murmu. It was adjourned till 4 p.m. On Wednesday, former Lok Sabha MP from Jharkhand, Ajay Kumar had reportedly said Murmu, though a decent person herself, represents a very evil philosophy of India and should not be made a symbol of Adivasis. The opposition BJP members raised anti-Congress slogans and demanded an apology from the Congress for the alleged defamatory remarks against Murmu, a tribal woman leader from Odisha. The Congress members strongly opposed the BJP members for stalling the House proceedings over an issue not connected with the state. After the house was adjourned, BJP MLAs holding banners staged a dharna in the assembly premises holding placards against the Congress. They also held a rally outside and condemned the Congress for being anti-tribal, anti-woman and anti-Odia. Today the Allahabad High Court adjourned the hearing in the Kashi Vishwanath Temple Gyanwapi Mosque case of Varanasi till July 15th. According to the New Indian Express, Supreme Court lawyer Harishankar Jain claimed that the plaintiffs were neither seeking the possession of the mosque's property nor the rights to worship on its premises. Justice Prakash Padia was hearing a petition filed by the Anjuman Intezamia Masjid Committee that looks after the Gyanwapi Mosque. On April 8, 2021, the Court of Civil Judge had ordered a five-member committee comprising two Hindu, two Muslim members and an archaeological expert to oversee a quote-unquote comprehensive physical survey of the Gyanwapi Mosque complex. The original suit was filed in 1991 in the Varanasi District Court seeking restoration of the ancient temple at the site where the Gyanwapi Mosque currently stands. A plea has been taken in the suit that said the mosque is a part of the temple. The High Court had directed to hear this case along with all connected matters on a regular basis until their conclusion. On May 12th, when the court ordered the resumption of the video survey of Varanasi's Gyanwapi Mosque, my colleague Tanishka and I were there the night before the Varanasi court's order was passed. We met with local residents and shopkeepers in Varanasi to ask them what they thought about the issue. Watch it on our website newslaundry.com. We are able to bring you ground reports, videos, interviews and podcasts because of you, our subscribers and well-wishers. Because we don't depend on anyone for ads. Please go to newslaundry.com and click the red subscription button on the top right corner. We need your support, dear listeners, to continue what we do. Subscription is as low as rupees 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. The weather office today has predicted heavy to extremely heavy rainfall in eight states along the west coast, central and peninsular India. The flood situation is expected to worsen further with water flowing above the warning level at 22 river sites. Andhra Pradesh, Bihar, Chhattisgarh, Telangana, Maharashtra, Assam and Uttar Pradesh witnessed worse flood situations. 11 people were rescued from three houses after an adjoining residential structure collapsed in Maharashtra's Pune today. A man and his daughter died in a landslide in Vasai city of Palghar district yesterday. Besides, four persons were swept away by flood waters in Gondia district.
In Maharashtra, schools and colleges will remain shut in Palghar, Pune city and neighbouring Chinchwad. At least 30 reservoirs in Gujarat have crossed 70% capacity due to heavy rains. A red alert warning of heavy rain has been sounded for the next 24 hours in all districts in Madhya Pradesh's Narmadapuram divisions. In Telangana, a red alert has been issued at Kadem Project in Nirmal district as Godavari River crossed the flood level mark. President Gotbaya Rajapakshe, who fled Sri Lanka with his wife on Wednesday, is heading to Singapore after spending a day in Mali, news agencies reported. According to reports, Rajapakshe has departed from the Maldives on Saudi airline flight SV-788 to Singapore. Rajapakshe, the 73-year-old leader who had promised to resign on Wednesday, appointed Prime Minister Ranil Vikram Singhe as the acting president hours after he fled the country, escalating the political crisis and triggering a fresh wave of protests. Vikram Singhe had declared an emergency as protests continued across the country. Sri Lankan authorities on Thursday lifted the curfew, which was imposed in the western province after the eruption of violence in the capital in Colombo. At least 84 people were hospitalized when protesters clashed with the security forces at the Prime Minister's office and at the main access junction to Parliament mid-afternoon on Wednesday after Rajapakshe fled the country. The police fired tear gas and water cannons at the mob who were trying to break barriers and enter the restricted zone. According to the local media, a 26-year-old protester who was hospitalized after being tear-gassed died of breathing difficulties. Sri Lanka is witnessing the worst economic crisis, which was triggered when the tourism industry took a hit during the pandemic. The country defaulted on its $51 billion foreign debt pile. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. 